what's going on, Draft Dorks? Your boys are back for episode three. Rucker, uh, how excited are you to be back at for On the Clock? I'm, I'm ready to go, baby. It's On the Clock. It's another week. The draft is inching closer. Let's get after it. it. We got some really fun stuff on the docket today. We got another rapid fire interview to end the show. But it's episode three, which means it's a big show, which means we got to start with the big men. We're talking about... Uh, Christian Coloco and Walker Kessler. These are two guys that many feel are first round prospects, but maybe aren't, you know, guys aren't as sold on them as they are on a Jalen Duran or a Mark Williams. So it's time that we got to talk these guys out. So uh, I need you to sell me on Christian Coloco because I, I don't know if I'm seeing it. We got to start giving Christian Coloco some more love out there in the draft world. Now, one of the best teams in the country in the Arizona Wildcats. Coloco was the defensive anchor. You're talking about lengthy, great frame that could put on some muscle. He's just the defensive weapon. He's got versatility. He can guard on the perimeter. He's a shot-blocking animal. This guy deserves way more respect, way more hype. We need to start paying attention to Christian Coloco. I definitely believe this guy could be a first-round pick, maybe towards the end of the first. But Coloco knows how to play, and the growth he's taken from his freshman year to now a junior, we need to stop being scared about that upperclassman tag. He's got plenty of upside to his game. I think Coloco is one of the more underrated bigs in this class, Corey, and I need I need some love for Coloco, okay? He is I, an animal. Can, can he set one screen where he opens up correctly? That's all we don't need to worry for. about that right now. He's going to learn about it. Come on now. Upperclassmen teaching them how to screen and roll. Perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Look, here's my thing with Walker Kessler. All right. I, I was a little bit slow to hop on the bad bandwagon. You know, he had that, you know, a weird year with North Carolina. Uh, and now he's, you know, playing on this Auburn team featuring the potential number one pick in Jabari Smith. And I, I started coming around more and more because he legitimately put up historic block numbers. Now, do I have questions about whether he's going to be able to guard, you know, Steph Curry and Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook out on the perimeter? Of course, I, I have that question with pretty much every big in this class, uh, you know. But here's what I do know. And I'm not buying the Brooke Lopez comps because Brooke Lopez was a savant on the block early on in his career. Now he's a legitimate floor spacer, splash mountain. But the shot blocking's real. And I know at least with Walker Kessler, I think I can get 20 minutes a night out of him in the NBA. I don't know how much that's going to you know translate to playoff success, but in the regular season, I know he could be a body. With Christian Coloco, is he going to gain weight? Is he going to be able to run a pick and roll? Is the shot going to be there? I know he'll be a dive man. I know he can block shots. How scheme versatile he is, I don't know. I know, though, that Christian Coloco can at least be a major force as a shot blocker. So I'm kind of leaning towards him if we're going for another big man at the end of the first round. This... This is a segment I am very excited for because I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you down, baby. We're talking about guys that we are not ready to quit, all right? I have been thinking about this topic for a while because there are guys who came out of the gate with a ton of hype in this draft class, and they just didn't live up to it, right? And that happens every year. It's going to happen next year and the year after and the year after that. Who is the one guy that you're just not ready to give up on in this class, Rucker? It's Jaden Hardy, Cordy. I I bought real estate in the beginning of the year. I might be alone on that street right now. I'm telling you, this is the problem we have when we overhype guys in the beginning of the year. We live these high expectations for them. 
and they're almost impossible to reach. And that's the same situation with Jaden Hardy. You're talking about a guy that took the leap from high school straight to the G League. He got put in an uncomfortable position. Like he had to get through some growing pains. And you saw that progress throughout the year. Hardy has the potential to be a lethal off the ball scorer. He has limitless NBA range. I think we're all fascinating a little bit too much of how it took some time for him to adjust to, you know, being a primary ball handler, making, making right decisions against. He had some growing pains. Yes. He, he, He had some high turnovers. He had to develop and learn how to run an NBA offense, but Hardy has so much potential. The upsides there, we saw the steps in the right direction throughout the year. I can't give up on him. I might be psycho. He might not work out. I'm, I'm ready for the heat. I, I'm I, not giving up on him. I don't think that you're psycho. I don't want to give up on Jaden Hardy either. You're talking to somebody who had him number one overall in the preseason. The, the shot is sweet. But if we're looking at smooth shot makers, I'm not giving up on Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yeah, Because outside of just the smooth shot making, my dude is like 6'10", big. And look, talk about uncomfortable positions played for his dad we don't know why he went and did that i'm sure there was some pressure he played in a more featured role that he clearly was not ready for but when i watched the dude play i'm like he's gonna be able to be a supporting player last year you know we look at zaire williams i was out but i was wrong he's given memphis good minutes in the playoffs because he's getting to play in a role that he's more accustomed to be playing in and that's what i think is going to happen with patrick baldwin jr at the next level and when you talk about his size the smoothness, the skill, the handle, that I think he's going to be able to defend multiple positions. I think that he's going to go earlier than some people are going to, or, you know, earlier than the boards think that he's going to go, certainly. Um, I'm, I'm all in on the Baldwin train. I just cannot quit that dude. It is time for the stock riser of the week. I love this segment because it's just a time that we can be positive about prospects, right? So tell me, who is the Tyler Rucker prospect of the week? I am buying as much stock as I can get on Jalen Williams of Santa Clara. I'm in love, Corey. This is my guy. I've been banging this drum all year long. From the jump, baby. And this is my thing with Jalen Williams. We're talking about a 6'6 guard. Shifty, smooth, can score from multiple levels. This guy would be going so much earlier if he was going to a top-tier school. But he's at Santa Clara. He's a junior. He's not getting enough love. We need to start hyping this guy up. West Coast time zone, baby. Come on, baby. We got some coffee. You just got to wake up. Stay alive for the hoops. Late-night hoops, baby. But here's here's the story with Jalen Williams. He's got the ability to score from all over the court. He could take over a game as a shooter. He could take over the game as a playmaker. You're talking 86 percentile as a pick-and-roll ball handler. Let's go. 90th percentile in overall offense. This guy just knows how to make winning plays. I love Jalen Williams. I think he's going to be an absolute steal, and he's going to get heaten up in this draft. I agree with you. I love him, too. Um, easily a first-rounder, and I think he's he's close to a top-20 guy. I'm going with Ryan Rollins. Yes. At, like you have been driving the, the Jalen Williams bandwagon, I've been you know full steam ahead with the Rollins train. And we did an episode on this kid on the Draft Act podcast. I love his game. Talk about smooth. I think he's got the best handle in the class. He reminds me of a smaller Brandon Ingram, maybe a Devin Booker. The patience, the poise, the shot making. Again, he he played at Toledo. So like Jalen Williams, he doesn't have the eyeballs. But if this kid had the eyeballs on him, we're talking top 20 pick. So I think that when Rollins, he's going to get into workouts, he is going to shoot his way up boards just like Jalen Williams is. I'll tell you what. 
if I was a, an agent, I would not want either of those guys to be on my workout day because they have the potential to make guys look silly. All right, we are on the clock with the third episode, so we got to go down the line. That means the team with the third worst record. That means the Pistons of Detroit, baby. So come on, give me your Detroit basketball. Detroit basketball. We were all waiting for it. So tell me, Rucker, Pistons are on the clock. Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren are no longer available. Who are the Detroit Pistons taking? You know, I I think everyone has an idea of what direction I'm going to go, but I'm not. Troy Weaver, he's going to shake things up. We're going to get some firepower in the backcourt. I'm going with Jaden Ivey. We're going to get some speed. We're going to go Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham. We're going to light the NBA on fire. Now, look, I understand that there's a desire to get some front court help. But I love Ivy. I think him and Cade would pair beautifully to, together. You're talking about a transition threat with size, feisty competitor. Him and Cade would just be a dangerous backcourt to deal with. So Troy Weaver's never afraid to get a little outside the box. He's going to do it right here with Jaden Ivy. They're going to com- combine and be a lethal combination for Pistons fans for years to come. I love me some Jaden Ivy. But it's got to be Paolo Boncaro. Look, you watching the playoffs? This is a big wing league, man. And you put Chet Holmgren in the backcourt with Paolo Boncaro in the front court. You know, I, I mean, what more do you want? I, 6'10", 250, handles the ball like a guard, can score at all three levels, plays defense when he wants to. That's a bit of an issue, but I, that'll get better. He's young still, you know? Uh He wants to, you know, he doesn't want to be mistaken for Patrick Mahomes anymore. You know what I mean? This dude needs to make a name for himself on both ends of the floor. So I I think that if Paolo Boncaro lasts until the third pick, the Pistons of Detroit have to get him, man. I mean, Sadiq Bey, they're going to get an asset for Jeremy Grant. I think that it's a no-brainer. I think the Pistons, look, Ivy, Boncaro, they're in a good spot either way, but I'm going Paolo Boncaro. If anything, for Paolo Boncaro fan club, so he doesn't bother us on Twitter anymore. (laughs) All right, folks, uh, we got another special segment for you to end the show. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Wake Forest Jake LaRavia for a little rapid fire session. So let's just fire into it. This is Jake LaRavia. All right, what's up? This is On The Clock. I'm here with Jake LaRavia, Wake Forest forward, and uh, we're about to go rapid fire. So, last TV show that you binged? Uh, The Office. Let's go. Yeah. For the first time? No, no, no. I mean, I've watched that probably 16 times over. Last, uh, or your favorite musical artist? Um, probably say T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah, a little... A little underrated artist, but that's my favorite. Too old now. I don't know any of these guys. Um, who's winning the NBA championship? Uh, Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Let's go, Steph. Yeah. Who's Finals MVP? Is he getting his Finals MVP this year? He could, but the way Jordan Poole looking, he, he's he's looking real good right now. Jordan so. Poole. Jordan Poole is tough. Jordan yeah. Poole is tough. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Nah, a hot dog's just a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best spot for food. Here? North Carolina. In North Carolina. Um, I just be going to Culver's all the time. That's that's my go-to wherever I'm at if there's a Culver's on there. Okay. And lastly, um, you're from Indiana? Yeah. What is the basketball culture in Indiana? I mean, we live and breathe basketball, so, like, that's just 
I mean, we're taught basketball from a young age. We got the movie Hoosiers where we all watch yeah. that, and that's just, we live basketball. All right, this is On the Clock. This is Jake LaRavia. I'm Corey Clark. Tucker, that's going to do it for episode three of On the Clock. Thank our listeners and our watchers for, you know, for being here for us. Thank you guys so much. It's been an awesome, awesome support. Uh, we're pumped to keep the draft coverage coming. Thank you, Corey, for doing this as always. And, you know, I'm always right. Corey's wrong. Just just remember that. <laughs> well, if you're going to, you know, uh, believe that, you're going to have to tune in to more episodes each week, which means that you're going to have to like and subscribe. The button is somewhere down there. So hit that su- subscribe button. Make sure you share it and tune in every week for more episodes of On the Clock on No Ceilings TV.